Hello, friends, and welcome to Mondays with Mia. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be recording this, like, finally. I just feel like now I have the time and now I have so much to talk about. First, how are you guys? I feel like I haven't talked much about ongoing K-dramas or really anything I've been watching too much recently. It's just been very busy, but, like, how are you guys? Let me know. There should be a question box in Spotify below. I have a lot of things to say, but first, I wanted to talk about SPF and I wanted to talk about the summer and how it's so hot out and how we need to keep our skin nice. Stylevana has all your needs for skincare, beauty products, anything. I especially love their Asian beauty skincare products and especially the SPF products. Um, I posted them on my Instagram, my favorite SPF products I've been using recently from them. You can use my code INF10MIAGUO I-N-F-10-M-I-A-G-U-O on their website for 10-15% off your whole entire purchase. They sent me so many products now for like a few months. I've really enjoyed partnering with them. They're super sweet and the products are amazing. There's so many options and if there's anyone who needs SPF badly, it's me. My skin gets so red and irritated from the sun like so easily and so with these products, they've been making my skin moisturized and glowing. Like, I posted the ones I really love on Instagram. Anyway, I just wanted to say that about Style Vanna. I'm so excited to talk about different dramas with you today. Uh, first, I want to talk about my liberation notes because that ended and I didn't really properly talk about it. And I actually wrote about my liberation notes for my final essay for a class that I had this quarter. Like, the rhetoric behind the show and how different lighting, different dialogue and... Just like different symbolism throughout the show really reflected the messages that were being conveyed. You know, it was a really special drama that really portrayed like family dynamics, death, grief, mental health issues, and ultimately ended in a way that didn't tie up every loose end. But I feel like for this show, that was so special and like a really good choice, even though some people might feel it's not too satisfying um, because it didn't like bring everything everything together but I really feel like the end of the show it was just kind of like it's not the end of these characters and I feel like it was really implying that this is like the start of a new chapter for these characters not necessarily for a season two I don't really know I don't really think they would do a season two and I don't really think it would work to be honest but I feel like it's like the start of their liberation if that makes sense like yes they've already been liberated but the purpose of the show it was being like you know, being liberated is like a lifelong process. You need to be liberated over and over again. And as humans, sometimes we feel like we're back at square one. Some, day, some days we feel like we're doing great and stuff like that. I feel like that was the message that this show was really good at conveying through these characters and the choices that they would make. I really liked how this show was like a documentary almost. Like not every scene had so much dialogue or like intense action, but like through small moments with the family, like their their commute, their workplace interactions, their expressions, like focusing on Mi Jung's like inner monologue, which I, okay, I'll talk about her later, but I really feel like it all spoke for these characters, like who they are, like it was very intentional, very necessary, like it made this story more complex and like interesting to watch. And ultimately it was a very hopeful show, even though like what was actually occurring in the show might be like depressing or mundane but like at the end of an episode you feel refreshed. I do want to talk about Mijong. I really love her character and I especially want to applaud the actress who portrayed her because 
Mi Jong's character, I feel like it might seem super like like regular or whatever, but it I feel like it's actually a very hard role to portray, especially the words, like the inner monologue, like I'm saying, like her words carry so much weight and like the way like the way her lines were said and communicated through the screen, I was like, this this is such good writing, but this is also such good acting and like the way she would just say her lines, like I I loved it. I love Chang-hee especially. Like he's a character that gets really overlooked since his storyline wasn't like super exciting romantically. But I really love how he would always say things here and there that really stuck with me. Like for example, he was like, do I have to have a goal? Can I just live my life without one? I can't force myself to live for something I don't really desire. And I really enjoyed watching his character grow and evolve from like a self-centered lost individual to someone who really like found their peace being selfless and like choosing to start their journey of healing and making a better impact on the world career-wise. Like he's almost 40 and but I could still like constantly relate to his indecisiveness and his frustration over the course of the show because even though I'm in a very different place in my life like I'm in college but like I'm kind of in this middle stage in my life right now in college. Like, I kind of know what I want to major in, but at the same time, I'm making a lot of different choices, like, class-wise and, like, campus. Like, it's... Honestly, my school situation right now is not very set in stone at all, and that gives me a lot of anxiety. But watching him, like, go through the flow, like, just couldn't take it anymore, like, he quit. Like, it really made me feel triumphant because, like, I was... It, it just really impacted me like it really just showed me like it's never too late to really take control of what you want to do and sometimes I really feel like I'm like Chunghee like I just kind of go with the flow like I kind of just go with like what's best for other people and like or like what I think is best for myself like ultimately like I'm just like okay like this is worth it. it's gonna be fine but like I really liked seeing him choose like choose what he wanted to do choose what he knew was right for him to do and for a lot of people I feel like that's not really something that is like an option hope that makes sense I also wanted to talk about Mr. Gu because a lot of people on TikTok were kind of confused like what his liberation meant and for me his liberation from his current life was coming from him embracing mercy and empathy because he was living a very apathetic lifestyle and you know like that last scene where he looks at the girl in the elevator or whatever and he counts a few seconds of happiness for his day like that was him actually caring about someone and finding joy from someone not really doing anything to benefit him or anything just like pure empathy and I really love how that's how Mi Jung also affected him like she had so much empathy for him that that really liberated him because of what his life was before. And I also want to talk about the conclusion of the show in general because especially with Gi Jong's character, Gi Jong's relationship and future feels more meaningful to me than I feel like people thought. Like the lack of resolution was meaningful to me because I appreciated how her character constantly throughout the show showed us like the importance of like us as humans like working to constantly discover like what we're going to do like our fate like never stopping always adapting 
And I feel like this show doesn't really solidify liberation for everyone, but it just implies that liberation would be a constant process, right? And so like through her hair changes, her fashion, her embarrassing moments, and her character choices, like it constantly shows that liberation can mean different things for different characters. And one very obvious metaphor in the show was Gijong's pickup girl thing right like like if her lover was decapitated like she wouldn't run away or faint but she'd pick it up and just like in the last scene of the show with her I thought that was super cool like the rose that she received had no stem Um, but that doesn't mean that she's going to be unhappy or she doesn't have happiness or like belonging or whatever like she nurtures it she puts it in the soy sauce dish she stares at it And just like how she picks up the severed head of the flower and clings to it and clings to like the certainty of her relationship with him and the writer of that scene, just like in general, the writer always gives comfort through these scenes, through realistic situations, through realistic choices to viewers who make similar choices, right? And I feel like all of Mijong's scenes, sorry, all of Gijong's scenes were so meaningful and so comforting in that way because she's so real. Like she... Like, all of her choices are just, are so relatable. Also, how death was portrayed in this show, um, it really showed the characters' daily lives after the mom died, right? So, like, after their mom suddenly passes away in her sleep, Mi Jung, like, sits in the middle of the night with the TV being, like, the only light. She just stares and opens the urn to just, like, stare at the ashes. And she stares for a really long time. And she's wearing her mom's shirt. And there's no dialogue or anything. There's no inner monologue either that I can remember. It's literally just her staring at the ashes. And that evoked so much emotion for me when watching that scene. Like, just describing it, it may not feel like much. But I feel like as a viewer watching that scene, you would realize how impactful that was for Mijong. I really appreciated how grief was depicted like in small moments like Mijong quietly putting away her mom's shoes in the entrance so that way the other people wouldn't see it and like Gijong like just getting upset like the littlest things like just crying openly when Chunghee he holds in tears at lunchtime because of their food like their mom made is expired now and Gijong's grief especially like interrupted all of her like activities and I just really liked how the show did such a good job at depicting grief not a lot of shows do so well at that but in conclusion with my liberation notes the main reason I love this show is because it's like a reflection of all your inner thoughts and struggles like watching the show there's always something you can relate to just learning who we are as humans like where we've been where we're going to live with our demons like It's about finding new and different forms of personal gratification, like a sense of clarity and a sense of purpose and kindness and putting others before you and being selfless has always been a consistent theme in this show. And I just really appreciate the show. Some of the things I've said in the past 10 minutes have been from reviews I've read online, well as my own essay and own thoughts, but just so many people's thoughts on this show online really are so insightful. On to more lighthearted things, I also rewatched Itaewon Class a while back for some motivation. I watched that show like for the first time, I think before I entered college, uh, whenever it came out. And it just really motivated me. Yuso's character especially, I love her. I think she's 
so great, so cool of a character. She's so well-written, in my opinion. I feel like that's kind of controversial, but I don't care. I really love her character. She really inspired me. And so watching that show again, I was just in awe of her all over again, just <laughs> finding motivation for school. Um, so I did really enjoy rewatching that. It's a good show. I also watched My Princess for the first time. It's a 2011 drama. I recommend it if you're in a rom-com slump. If you're in a rom-com slump, watch My Princess. It is cheesy. It is cliche. But I was giggling and kicking my feet at 2 a.m. Like, I can't describe how much I love this show. I, I, I was obsessed with it. I really was. The chemistry. Oh, the chemistry of the main leads is so good, guys. And it just, it just stays with you. Okay, now I'm going to talk about a disappointment that I had in an ongoing drama recently. And that is Woody the Virgin. If you've seen Jane the Virgin and you loved Jane the Virgin, I would advise you to not watch Woody the Virgin with any expectation because the first eight episodes were great in my opinion. They reflected the original well, the tone of the show, and just like the characters. Um, spoiler. If you... Okay, she does not end up with Raphael in Woody the Virgin. Let's just say that. She does not end up with Raphael and even my friends who were Team Michael in the original still did not like Kung Jae in, like, Wood of the Virgin. Like, I I can't even begin to explain, like, how badly written this show became from the side characters, like, having their own little moments and little side plots that kind of took over in bad ways and, like, also just straight up didn't make sense, like, the placement. And also, like the whole villain thing was not executed well at all. It wasn't impactful. It was really forgettable. And also for half the show, I forgot Woody was even pregnant. Like there were a lot of things that the show did not touch on and a lot of things that they did that they shouldn't. And just like some really bad writing choices. I'm not gonna talk about too much. It's just all over disappointing. All over does not make sense. Like the writing doesn't make sense. I wanted to talk about a shift that I'm making in my content. Um, maybe now's a good time because that's the next thing on my list is like the sea dramas that I want to talk about. I am in a huge sea drama phase and there's a few reasons for that. The first one is I just love sea dramas. Like I've watched them for a long time. I think they're amazing. I love how long they are. <laughs> they are long and I just, I like that. Um, it's, it, it can be a good and bad thing when a show is long. It just depends on your personal preference. I just love the style of sea dramas. I love just like overall watching them, like the feeling of watching them. And I, it's not that I'm taking a break from K-dramas. It's not the right word because I still am going to keep up with K-dramas. It's just that like recently I've been feeling the urge to like focus on my own culture and like focus on learning my own language and like my own culture and so like um I have been feeling that need like I don't really know how to say it except to just say it like that but yes I have been studying Mandarin I have been studying almost every day like just a few new words like writing them repeating them saying them also listening to a lot of Mando pop a lot of Chinese music just love love getting into that there's a lot of great artists um because I've been realizing that like you know what it's not that what I'm currently listening and watching to is bad it's just that like 
I want to focus more on my own culture. And I've also been really enjoying watching sea dramas. Like, it's a whole new world, really, that I've never really dove into yet. Like, I I definitely have watched sea dramas in the past, but not as nearly as many sea dramas as K-dramas that I've seen. And I wanted to also say that I am going to try to focus more on my YouTube channel and on this podcast. The reason being... I enjoy making this type of content a lot. I enjoy sitting down and talking when I have the time. I enjoy going deeper into subjects. And I feel like even though the 30,000 people on TikTok who follow me won't enjoy this type of content, I feel like there's still a small percentage of people who do. And that's what I love to hear. And I got a lot of messages recently about YouTube and my podcast and saying that you guys really like it. And for those of you that do like it, I really appreciate you and this is for you as much as it is for me and it's not that I don't like TikTok it's that when I post on TikTok I don't feel the same amount of gratification or the same amount of like maybe gratification is not the right word I honestly don't know what word to use but it's not as satisfying to me when I post on TikTok, because not only do you get trolls, not only do you get people who don't follow you, not only do you get weird comments and insults all the time, it's just like a very weird platform to begin with that's very overstimulating. And I feel like I just want to share my love for for these shows. I want to have fun with my little niche audience. And I feel like using my podcast and YouTube, allowing for longer length videos, longer length content, really talking and having fun over these shows and just in general different stuff like I feel like TikTok doesn't really allow for that I still will post on TikTok for sure I just really think that the podcast and YouTube are just two great ways to make content that I want to focus on more because there's many downsides to TikTok let's be honest as a creator there are many downsides to TikTok um there's many downsides to every social media platform but i just really want to appreciate my podcast and my youtube channel more this summer that's what i wanted to say and i also at the same time am not watching any ongoing dramas really um i want to talk about the ones that have been recommended to me i know kiss six cents i've heard that's really good and i do want to watch it when it's all finished uh, why her? I'm not going to watch that. I don't like teacher student stuff. I'm sorry. Um, jinxed at first sight or something like that. I've heard it's really cute. I saw some clips. It does look very cute. I am interested in that one. And there's a few others. I forgot. Oh, like Eve? Eve? I can't really see I'm keeping up with it. I kind of just skip through episodes when they come out. I guess I'm keeping up with it. But, um, yeah. Let me think. I don't think there's many other ongoing ones that I was recommended. But anyways, uh, I'm not really watching any ongoing ones. Sorry about that. So now I'm going to talk about the dramas that I am watching, that I have been watching, that are C dramas. And so I just finished Skate Into Love. It's so good. It's on Vicky. I really encourage everyone to watch it. I posted about it on TikTok. I posted about it on Instagram. It's Enemies to Lovers. It's like they knew each other as kids. So it's like childhood friends-ish to enemies, to lovers when they're in college together. It's very inspiring as well. That's why I always love college shows because like they always have some subplots about like being in college. 
<laughs> and like just the struggle behind making life choices. I really like their strong personalities like clashing. That's what makes their chemistry so fun to watch. It's what makes it so exciting. And also like the progression of their relationship is so cool and so fun to watch like Liu Bing his character new favorite character for sure like that man has me kicking my blankets like actually he, like it, these characters are so great like I really really love this show I'm also watching another c-drama called use for my talent and I'm only on episode seven it's just kind of like a cute show that I'm watching in the meantime every now and then I'll pull up an episode of that one. Oh, I'm also, by the way, by the way, it's not a C drama, obviously. It's called My Mister. I have three more episodes left, just to let you guys know, because I know I posted about it on TikTok, but then I forgot to update you guys. Anyway, maybe I'll post a video later. Anyways, but yeah, using my talent. I also have some other C dramas on my list that I'm going to watch. I'm gonna watch Go Ahead. I'm gonna watch Eternal Love. I'm gonna watch The Justice. Those are some. If you guys have any C-drama recommendations, feel free to always DM me. Tell me which dramas you really like. Um, if you do DM me, please give me a little something to look forward to, like a little, not synopsis, but just like what it's about. Because if I, because like I love the recommendations, I do, but like when I just get like a list of names, it's really hard to keep track. So like if you do have recommendations for me and you DM me, please maybe include like a sentence or two of why you like it. I'd really appreciate that. Um, and just in general, I always love the recommendations you guys give. I also did like a not gonna lie app thing that everyone was doing recently, the NGL app. I got a lot of messages, a lot of sweet messages. I'm not even like, I was in San Francisco with my family and I was like, why are people so nice to me? Like I I was shocked. I didn't understand why I was getting so many nice messages. Um, and I just want to say again, I'm so thankful for you. If you've gotten this far into listening to this podcast, I haven't done this in a while. I hope it wasn't boring. I hope it wasn't weird. I hope I didn't ramble too much. I hope it was okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say I really love you guys. I really am thankful for you. I do see who likes my videos. I do see who comments. Like, I see pretty much everything, not gonna lie. And I just, I really appreciate you. Um, I really, really do. And if you want to keep up with this podcast, you can also follow my podcast Instagram, which is Mondays with Me of Podcast, I believe, is the Instagram handle. You can find it from my main Mia Gogo account. I'm pretty sure it's there. But yeah, my Mia Gogo Instagram, my Mondays with Mia podcast Instagram, um, TikTok, of course, my YouTube channel is Mia Gogo. Literally everything on the internet that I own is Mia Gogo. So you can find me pretty easily, not gonna lie. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, feel free to use my style vanna code inf10 miyaguo at checkout. I also have a yes style code miyaguo13. They're both in my Instagram bio for your convenience. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I really do. And I'll see you next time on my YouTube channel, on this podcast, or on TikTok. I'll see you over there. Bye.